Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast, It Should Go Without Saying. I'm your host Andrew Lewis and today is a very special event. We've done over 50 podcasts, um, me and my various friends. This is the first time we've ever done one in person. We're not at the winds of technology. Bad internet. internet. <laughs> the fact that I live in the country, miles away from anyone, we are in person to do our NBA preview podcasts for this year, Eastern Conference, the Western Conference. Second, I'm in a room with my esteemed colleagues and fellow NBA stands, Adam Amy and the doctor himself, Daniel Shea. G'day. Well, thank you for jumping in the horse and cart and coming all the way down to, 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 to hang with us. It is incredible. I'm in, I'm in a shrine uh, to the Black Mamba as we speak. <laughs> It is incredible and maybe a little disconcerting for someone who hates the Lakers <laughs> and thinks that, you know, they should be robbed of purple and given to the value of the sun. But it's so much more convenient than talking along can, tin cans attached by string like we normally do. Yeah, because yes. that's a lot of string up the Western Highway. True, true, true. There are potholes anywhere. Anyway, enough of that political comment. Um, it is great to be here and we're going to talk about the upcoming NBA season. The NBA season has already started. We're running a little late. We, we, we just wanted to see a game. We wanted we, to see everyone play a game before we recorded a podcast. Well, I didn't want to talk about someone like Ben Simmons if about if he wasn't going to take the court. So we needed evidence. Uh, everyone who had um, the office pool for when we'd actually bring up Ben Simmons, the most talked about person in the history of this podcast. Um, that did we get it in the first minute? Well, I get. Well, it was it was the first minute after post, the, uh, the intro, edit. but we got Kobe in the intro, yeah. and then the, normally the two things Adam talking about the Lakers. Might I say I wasn't the one that brought Kobe up for once. Well, I'm not blind. Yeah, like everyone I look in this room is there. This is true. This yeah, is. I, mean, true. I look behind me, and he's there, and yes, yeah, yes. So um, that's good. We've already mentioned, but we got that out of the way. Have we got any, is there any, anyone else is playing bingo at home? Is there anything else we need to, to tick off the card? Well, Backstreet Boys, sync. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dreadful analogies. Unfortunately, because we're all the same, we won't be able to. Andrew garbled because of bad internet. Well, we can, we can, I'm sure we can try and. Um, anyway, do that thing with the, you know, the play going through the drive through. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like fries with that? Anyway, um, <laughs> audio humor. That audio humor. Yeah, someone's got bingo. Tick. Anyway, enough of the meta navel gazing. Um, except for this. Um, if you're listening in for the first time, here are the rules of my preview podcast. We do one for the AFL, we do one for the NBA, and it is we're going to go in order from worst to first as I see it. So the so, wrong way for anyone playing at home? Yeah, so basically, if you want to know who's going to win the NBA championship, listen to the first half of the podcast. Um, Ooh! <laughs> no, so, because I'll get it horrendously wrong. Um, who did I... Who did, who did we yeah. go? Like, we, least of first? Least of first. I think I had... I think I was... Well, I think we... we oh, worst of first, because we're doing the least in conference. Yeah, we're doing the least in conference. Unfortunately for all you people who back for Eastern Conference teams, I am talking to my two friends who listen to this podcast who back for the New York Knicks. Um, everyone in the room backs for Western Conference teams. So You know two people that go for the Knicks. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. And I haven't even visited New York. <laughs> um, anyway. So we'll start. There was no gimmick this time. We're just going to talk. We're just going to have a conversation about each team. So 
Um, I'll go through the lineups and we will have a quick chat. And we'll try and we're getting better at getting through these quickly, but, um, you know, if you, you know, cancel me one o'clock if you've started this. If you've got a long drive, um, these are good for them. We're going to start with the team who I think is going to be last in the Eastern Conference this year, and that is the Charlotte Hornets. Um, currently, they've got Lamelo Ball injured for a TBA indeter- indeterminate period until he can work out probably how he can get traded. He has a broken heart. He has a broken. He has a broken heart after last season. Yeah, um, Terry Rozier, who I think might have just, as you're listening to this, might have just hurt know, himself. Hurt himself. Gordon Haywood, owner of the worst haircut ever seen by anyone. Trying to bring the mullets back to the NBA. Now, I don't remember a time there were mullets in the NBA. Seriously, he has a dead skunk on his head. Yes. Um, PJ Washington and Mason Plumley. Um, they've had the disaster offseason with Bridges, who's now completely sort of like out of basketball by his own hand. Um, Guilty. Yeah, they got Kelly Oubre coming off the bench. They got Dennis Smith Jr. and a whole bunch of other people that, unless you, unless you have league pass, um, you probably don't know who they are. So, is there any hope on the horizon this year for the Charlotte Hornets, or are they just all in for Victor Wembanyama? Look, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna say much about Charlotte. I am. Um, yeah, you're right. They're they're pretty bad. I didn't have them as the absolute worst, but. Yeah, they're, they're definitely they're definitely not uh, contending for the East. And in the off season, yeah, they didn't only not get better uh, due to certain incidents; they got a whole lot worse. Yeah, I, w- I would say there is some hope. There is some hope because they might not get you know they might not get Wemby, but mm-hmm. the other uh, hope I see is they might actually get Scooper. So, you know, there is there is a bright spot there. Even if they get one of the worst records, don't they get like a 40% chance of getting one of the top two picks? Yeah, so, it's pretty good. Um, it's pretty good. And Scoot is, as consolation prizes go, yeah, he is a really, really good prospect. Yeah, we should put it on the record that if this was the New York Knicks and we were talking about a 40% chance of getting the top two pick, there would actually be a 100% chance the Knicks would get the third pick. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, Charlotte... Has had a number of teams have done in the East, and we're going to talk about the, another one who's a good example of this very soon. Um, have sort of pushed against bottoming out in favour of sort of being mildly competitive and being in that middle section of the conference, not being great but not being terrible either. And then once it falls apart through things that you can't control, then things can get very bad very quickly. So, um, I don't know if Michael Jordan has the patience as a GM to see this one out through more than one year. Um, If there's any GM who's likely to be in a situation where, hey, Charlotte get the number one pick or number two pick, they pick Wambi Yamra Scoot and suddenly just like, hey, suddenly we've got the number one, we've got this transformative rookie coming onto the team and we've got cap space, which they might not have. Um, Let's push all our chips into the middle of the table straight away. Michael Jordan is the number one most likely nominee for that. For that chip respect, he's like the <laughs> anti-process um, he's, he's guy. He's, he's a gambler. Yeah. Um, Degenerate gambler. Let's face it, if they don't win 20 games, he's going to take it personally. So, yeah. there's another thing to talk about. Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah, Michael. We can't do 
uh, crying meme Jordan because this is the podcast. But if you had the crying meme on your bingo card, you can tick it off. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Mm. No, I just mentioned it. Anyway, less time. You mentioning that? An extraordinary amount of time on a... Um, we'll be back with more talking team. about ourselves after this. Yeah. <laughs> extraordinary amount of time on a team that we, we think is going to be absolutely dreadful. Yeah. So let's not... Imagine how much time we're going to take on the team we find <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. Um, let's not talk about the Charlotte Hornets any longer. Um, well, I've got them coming last in the Eastern Conference. I don't quite have it there, but yeah, there's some. I I would assume the team you have finishing last in the Eastern Conference, if it's not Charlotte, is the Indiana Pacers, who are also in a similar situation in the years leading up to this year, um, where they were a 500 team for a period of time, mm-hmm. couldn't get over the hump. But what Indiana did, I mean Charlotte. If they're tanking now, they're going to be tanking because of circumstances. Indiana yes. made the conscious decision halfway through last season to blow it up. Yep. And somehow, in their blowing it up, landed Tyrese Halliburton, who... Yes. Very young, talented. Yeah. The critically acclaimed Tyrese Halliburton hasn't played on a good team at any stage yet. He's been stuck in Sacramento now as in Indiana, so mm. we all like what he does, but there's no resume of winning yet. We all expect it to happen. He's a starting point guard. They've got TJ McConnell backing up who also has um, a lot of uh, fans. Daniel being one of them from last year's podcast when he mentioned his production. So, um, until... He's probably been overtaken by um, Jose Alvarado as Mm. the best kind of bench, like, thief. Now I'm sad. But until Damian Lee popped his head up in week, I was thinking... TJ Connell would be if you know the Indiana Pacers continuing to you know really blow it up. I was thinking um, a uh, trade with the Phoenix Suns for the guy we have who wants to be traded. His name, <laughs> just having a complete Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder right. like Crowder for McConnell. Yeah, but um, anyway, Andrew forgetting things. Tyson and Chris Duarte as their starting shooting guard, but he healed. Um, who also came over in that uh, Sabonis trade, Jalen Smith, speaking of guys in Phoenix, who we drafted with the number 10 pick ahead of Halliburton and then quit on them in 18 18 weeks, and Miles Turner. Um, Some names you might recognise off the bench, other than McConnell, former Boston Celtics, Neesmith and Tice, but they're thin and they're obviously moving in one direction, so... Well, I suppose the, the, the question, and we've already ticked Lakers off the bingo card, but yep. the the biggest trade rumour at the moment for Russell Westbrook hmm. is Turner and um, Heald. Heald for Westbrook and two two picks. Is it two or three picks? I don't know. They have they can have, only have two they can trade. All right. Yeah. So there's yeah. two picks there. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I, do, I still think that trade's active because Turner and... Healed as well as Halliburton actually isn't a bad start. Lot of starting blocks as far as a team goes. In my opinion, anyway, I think they can muster a little bit more success than you're trying I, to grab those draft picks and you're betting on the Lakers being yep bad yeah um, especially after the LeBron AD thing is run its course. But we'll get to the Lakers. Yeah. No, no, but I'm saying too. Indiana in order to complete their blowing yeah. it up need to make that trade to get those picks. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe. I wonder whether, though, they might be a, like a no, because 
Um, Westbrook is a great disruptor in a lot of ways, but one of the ways in which he's a great disruptor is he'll, if you don't want to win games, he'll win your games you don't want to win. Um, yeah, he did that in Washington, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that, I think he'd be in some ways scary for a tanking team because he might win you, he might win you too many games. Um, you know, you can always wave him, right? Well, you can, but then he kind of... some suggestion that he would never, st- he'd never wear a Pacers uniform if they traded for him. That they Correct. Would him. And that, that would... It still sits on your cap, though. By it does, yeah. but then they're obviously... They're blowing it up to... Mm. They're not yeah. winning the championship in the next three years. He doesn't have a contract for next season, yeah, yeah, Westbrook, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So taking all the pain financially in one year by just paying him not to play, essentially. Well, you could just tell him they sit him on the bench and he'll... Develop splinters. And tell him, tell him to I just have him in the pick, pick a hobby. Anyway, enough Westbrook bashing. Yeah, we've got, as you said, we've got the Lakers talking about them in the Western in the Conference. Eastern Conference. Yeah, the yeah. Western Conference too. Um, but Indiana have, have blown, have shown that they want, they intend to blow it up. They made their intentions clear. Yeah, yeah. There was no, there was no hedging. It was yeah. <clears throat> so there's two teams there that are clearly one through a decision of the front office and the other through. The, the the behavior of one of their players who are just going to be uncom- we believe are yeah. going to be uncompetitive in the Eastern Conference this year and they're but they're all three of us have as them as their bottom two in the Eastern Conference in some order. Wouldn't you just love to one day see Halliburton on a good team though? Yeah, but I, I mean, I'd love to see him. This is this is an interesting discussion because yeah. at some stage to die is cast, and we've seen yeah. Good player. I haven't seen a lot of point guards, though, who have the, the critical acclaim that Halliburton does. Because that generally is accepted to have a direct correlation with competitiveness. So, it, it would be interesting to see if someone like... Because we've had players who put up good numbers and have appeared to be really productive and be on bad team. Let's, let's call them the Sharif Abdurrahim All-Stars. You know, the, the classic big numbers, good player, bad team. Good player, bad team. And... Yeah. Didn't help you win, but you know Halliburton would be breaking the mold on that a little bit if he ended up being a good player, bad team guy. Considering yeah his production, the skill sets that he brings to the game, he's got a reputation for making players around him better. Um, yeah. Good guy, all that sort of thing. And none of us could really believe that Sacramento gave him away rather than others. Mm. Well, I thought Fox would have been the piece. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, might have had something to do with salaries, but. Yeah, anyway, Indiana are not competing. We had two teams well, last year. We thought yeah. they're absolutely not competing for a playoff spot in the Talk, Eastern Conference. Talking it's about different this, two yeah. teams this year, but... This um, season, Indiana are not in the picture. Yeah. Is, is a good summary. So, at number 13 in the Eastern Conference, I've got the Washington Wizards. That's an interesting pick. Yeah. Um, currently projected to play a starting lineup of Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, Danny Avd... Avdia. Avdia, thank you. Um, I hate getting people's names wrong. Kyle Kuzma, formerly of the <coughs> Los Angeles Los Lakers. Lakers. Member of the 2020 championship winning team. They are, they are. Yeah. He was, he's got a ring. Proud member of their 12th championship team. And Christos Porzingis. <laughs> um, so Porzingis has never played on a winning team that didn't involve Luka Doncic. Um, Bill's never played... On a successful team, I mean, just and this is this is the Wizards who have a well-earned reputation of being the worst run franchise in mm. the mm. NBA. Never, what we've really had is fifteen years of at least replacement level competence from the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, um, 
I just can't find a reason to have them above other teams where I have hope and there are are green shoots showing and development and a great collection of talent. Or yeah. just teams that are just top to down, top, you know, top to bottom mm. better. Um, I don't know. There's, I, there's I not a collection that. of winning. It's not a collection of winning players. Yeah, and you know, I might be able to cut them some more slack if they, if this, if that collection of players was in Utah, which okay. is a place where they do teams have win. teams have six, generally not only been successful but tended to represent more than the sum of their parts. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because. You know, the Utah team that's been this incredible regular season team for the last three or four years was not was not in the top ten talented teams no. in the league at any stage. So they also get marked down in my estimation because they're the Wizards. And, yeah, you know, the way they run. Yeah, the only, the only time in the last five or six years where they've really been competitive is when they had the single most competitive player in the league and Westbrook sort of dragged them into the play-in and then get them through the play-in. And then yeah. they hit the limitations of where Russ can bring you with yeah. a middling supporting cast. Beal actually really enjoyed playing with Russ. Mm. Um, that was an interesting pairing with uh, John Wall. Once John Wall was gone, um, yeah, it was interesting. I actually, I've got Washington a little bit higher, not much higher, but I I hear where you're coming from, but I think there's too much talent there for them to completely bottom out. And Kuzma can take over games. I think you'll get a few games out of Porzingis. You won't get a lot. But Beal, Beal and Kuzma are two very, very talented players. Just, Beal is an all-star level player. Yeah. He has been out. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I would love to see Kuzma coming off the bench for a contending team and just, yes. and just be like, Kyle, just I'd love just Kuzma to be score. in purple and gold still. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, just score. Just do what you're good at. And there's no other responsibility in terms of really, really relying on the helpers win other than come off the bench, play 25 minutes a game and score 17 a game. That's it. Just get me buckets. I I think one of the biggest things about Bradley Beal is he's got, you know, he's got, he's very skilled. He's Mm. got a lot of um, kind of talent as a scorer. He's a bait. Yeah. Like he needs someone to sort of, um, to compliment. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, you made the point about, about talent ads, but I mean, look around, like, the league is stacked now. I mean, yeah, it's, it's there are reasons why they're talking about it being a good time for expansion. Mm. We've got a stacked league and a potentially historically great draft coming up after a mm. few good ones. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, yes, they've got talent, but I don't. I think that the um, the league is better. Um, yeah, I, I guess I, the reason I've got, them, they've got they've still got to beat these other teams, right? They, true, yeah. true. But the reason I've got them above some others that are showing potential is there's experience counts for a lot and there's a lot of these young teams that i think have got talent and future will have better talent but league experience you can't substitute that experience not, in the league not a lot of winning experience though but just playing in the league mm. before before actually winning in the league there's playing in the league but yeah good point mm. fair enough i just i like the talent on the You just like ragging and, on Washington. And the, well, <laughs> it's a safe bet. It is true. Number, We're also talking about the bottom of the East. Yeah. yeah. Number 12, I've got the Detroit Pistons. Well, I think. That's our first last point of year, agreement. Last, Mine too. Last year. Three. Ding, came, ding, ding, ding. Last year we came to everyone gets a free ice cream. Um, that you at home, but the ice cream you would have had to, don't worry. Torture. You have to win bingo. Tortured analogy. Um, last year we talked about how we thought that they had 
hit the bottom already before last season and were on the way up, and that's what got proven during the season. They were very competitive through the last couple of months of the season. Now yep. they've added Jaden Ivey. They've got Kate Cunningham, obviously, was you know, a really good rookie without winning the Rookie of the Year. Um, Sadiq Bey, Bojan Bogdanovic. Um, they've got Isaiah Stewart. They've got Nerlens Noll. They've got Marvin Bagley. Bit of a reclamation project. Um, uh, they're a league pass one to watch, I yeah. think. There's a lot of young talent there. Um, and they've got to find a way through. Mm. Uh, the other one I saw in the preseason games in box scores was Killian Hayes. Yeah, actually started to to have a bit of an impact. Yeah, put a few uh, a few points up, but getting a lot of assists and really becoming part of that system. So a lot of young players with a lot of potential. Mm. Well, and also you know like I, I really like to pay attention to you know um, player development side mm-hmm. of things, right? Like Kate Cunningham has come back, you know, he was already 6'8", but now he's really cut. Like, he put on um, put on a lot of strength and muscle. And he also finished more strongly than a lot of the other kind of rookie um, leaders in the kind of rookie of the year kind of race last season. He kind of got the speed of the league. Yeah. And um, he, I've heard him interviewed, like, he has, um, he feels like he's got something to prove because he felt like he should have been rookie of the year last season and he did come in it, you know? it, 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 the history of the NBA has taught us anything it's you want to watch out for the guys who either have legitimate gripes or invent them in their head as fuel well the other thing is you know like remember he's someone he plays he plays guard he's a great passer he's 6'8 and now really strong that remind you of anyone he's got a lot of potential to be very very good I wouldn't be surprised if he's up there in kind of Assist leaders. And, you know, didn't Steve Bay have a 50-point game in the last couple of seasons? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, you know, like, there are people... Like, there are some young good... And they just... They also picked up Jaden Ivey, um, yeah. who... Oh, look, don't get me wrong. Really I good. think there's going to be off the ball. A lot of young talent there. A lot of young talent. And with the Hayes thing, it might just be something as simple as, you know, when he comes in as a rookie, there's some there's some conversations about where he was drafted. Because he was drafted ahead of Halliburton. And... Yeah, here you go, and you're in a situation where the team is bottoming out, and this is the worst year it's going to be if everything goes to plan. And, and run the show, play point guard. Yeah, right. Before From- you're 19, just to, and and he's not K Cunningham. But now, a couple of years in the system, but then you're like, okay, we're going to put you in charge of the second unit. You know, here you go. you run the show for 12, 15 minutes a game, and then- less pressure on, and then and then then we can start to integrate you in a different. You've got a six eight guy mm-hmm. like K who can swing. Around and is Melbourne and is you know absolute all star level talent. Yeah, that takes the pressure off, and it's those type of moves I think where where you get the difference between because I think the way the league is talent at the moment, almost everyone's going to have someone yes. at that K Cunningham level of talent. But if you can start to develop and get that performance from the other players, you know, have those guys on the bench. Everyone's going to have to have it like an eight nine man rotation to get jobs done now because. You don't have to play nine guys every night to win a championship. But sometimes one of you guys is not going to be working. You have to someone else who's going to have to come in. So Yeah, yeah. and between between Cade, Ivy, and uh, and Hayes, they've yeah. got they can they can throw out two ball handlers, like two really good ball handlers at any given time. Yeah. yeah. Um so I, I, I'm and it's something that I think has been proven the the teams that have guys who dominate the ball this, this is this is looking fifteen steps down the road from where Detroit are now, but 
the teams that have those ball dominant guys where really you have to rely on one guy to initiate the offense, they just can't take that last step. So there's a chance, and we'll talk, yeah. there's a chance that for Dallas, now they've got the Western Conference Finals like Denver did a few years ago, the next step's the, next step's the hardest the one. The hardest to take, yeah. You get from that, oh, well, a couple mm. of things fell away and we played really well and we deserved it, but now we're at that level. You didn't win anything. Yeah. So what's that next step to get to win? Because there's no mug teams win a conference. Yep. Occasionally, a mug, you know, someone who's not quite that good makes a conference finals. Like, you know, Dallas might not be that team. We have, it has to be proven. But, you know, Atlanta, yep. 2021, Denver regressed in terms of win totals. We've yeah. seen it before. Denver in 09. It's true. Um, I you think you can find those teams right throughout history. It's like, oh, they made a conference finals. And they got they got to that point, but they so just couldn't get to the, the next peak. Step. Yeah. And it's making those, turning a guy like Killian Hayes into mm. a playoff rotation guy who you can rely on down the stretch in a big game. Not just the breaks. superstars. That's the that's the 1%. Yep. Because the big step, but it's not much, if you know what I mean. Correct. So, well, I, I will make a bold bold statement about Detroit. I think this is the last year that we talk about them in the bottom bracket of the Eastern Conference. I think the trajectory is upwards and they move into that playoff, maybe breaking in that playoff game spot. Oh, I, I think I the, think if everything went well for them this year, I think they could be in the play this year. Sure. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, but I'm saying next year, yeah. we're not placing them out of that. I yeah. think they're in. Yeah, yeah, I think they're they're on the rise. Yeah, obviously, and, and if they finish out, like this is a really good draft. True, yeah. very true. Like this isn't this isn't a draft that ends at one or two, even though they they clearly stand out as really great prospects. Yeah, it's a strong long draft. Yeah. this season. Yeah. And if yeah. you're competitive, if you're at that competitive level already, and then you can add someone with that pick five to ten, who's like yeah. what have we just described? How we hopefully Hayes is taking that step in that move, then it's that game. You put it's that building. away, and suddenly you've got an eight-man rotation. You can go to war with. It's been a, it's been a good couple of decades since the Pistons have been up the top, and uh, yeah, might be time again. Okay, so putting aside everyone that's un, that's not healthy at the moment, could you make one of those eight-man rotations out of this team's depth chart at the moment? Who I've got at number eleven: Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, France Wagner, Terence Ross, Paolo Banchero. Jonathan Isaac, Wendell Carter. That's a lot of guys who you think, I like that guy. So we're the Magic at 11. Yeah. I had Wash- I, for FYI, I had Washington at 11. So we've got the same bottom five. Yeah, and I think... And I think the experience and the, the history of the franchise is the reason I don't rate Orlando. I just don't think they're going to find the formula. That's my problem. I like a lot of these players. If this works this year and Orlando find themselves in mid-March thinking we're two games out of the playing spot, that's an incredible turnaround from where they were when they traded Vucevic and Gordon decided to... They they traded those two guys to two different teams that was less than... It was last year, wasn't it? What is February 2021? Yeah. So it was 18 months ago. Yeah, pre-season before the last one, the one that Bucks won. But it's... In terms of time elapsed. Yeah, yeah. It's only been a year and a half. It's not yeah. that long ago. And now they look like they've turned it around. We but we, we we talked about it last season. We thought maybe they were a year or what. That this, this was well, the bo- last year was the bottom year. But it turned last year. It did. It, it, things happened very quickly. Panchero looks legit. Yes. 
as a number one draft pick in terms he's of... Got a, he actually has a bit of a Carl Malone vibe about him. Have you seen him play? But he, have you, I've seen I've seen the highlight reel of his first couple of games and watched a little bit in the preseason, yeah. but... Someone's going to be listening to that in this hot take age of time and be just like, Carl Malone never won a championship. Someone will think that, having heard you made that comp, right? Yeah. Carl Malone's one of the best 20 players of all time. <laughs> well, the funniest part about this is, and this is why I go back to Orlando being a poorly run franchise... Yeah. They didn't even look at him before they drafted him. So you're just saying they got lucky. They believed everyone's press on him. Yeah, well, it was right. It was right. Yeah. That's, um, but the last time the uh, Orlando Magic got the number one draft pick, yeah. who did they have? They picked Dwight. Where'd he end up? Probably in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's going to be that. Yeah. Oh, come on, let me have my Lakers in. Who was the, who was the, who was <laughs> the number up. one pick before that? Shaq. Where'd he end up? Chris Webber. So, Pat, well, look, I'm looking forward to <laughs> donning the purple and gold down the track after he's made a name for himself. That's all I'll say. Anyway, Orlando, they need to pick a direction and, and stick to it because they've got a lot of good that guys. They need it. Fran- they need yeah, Franz Wagner, I'm really a big fan of his. I really like his game. Name a movie full of that guys. Oh, well, Enemy of the State's the greatest that guy movie of all time. So, because you got, I mean, Jack Black's a that guy. So, we're nicknaming Orlando the Enemy of the State of the NBA. Yeah. The color scheme even matches. (laughs) Conspiracy theories. (laughs) I could do an hour on, I could do an hour and a half on Enemy of the State. Oh, God, the Eastern Conference's preview goes to a movie review of Enemy of the State. We could do movies. Daniel still hasn't seen Dead Poets aside. Um,. We should just do, true. put a microphone in front of Daniel watching Dead Poets. Just like, reaction videos to <laughs> movies that we recommend. Um, Orlando's big problem here mm. is... They've got, I think they've got the players in already. Just about. They can't get impatient. Yep. Someone's going to come knocking at some stage of this season and try and get one of those pieces out. They'll hear something about, oh, someone's unhappy. They're only playing 18 minutes a game because they've got a lot of guys. And they just have to grit the teeth and stay patient because there's going to be a temptation, particularly if it involves someone like Wendell Carter. Someone's going to think, who's contending with one piece away and it's a big guy who can shoot threes. Right, and they're going to think maybe we can get Carter out of Orlando. They've just got to keep the pieces together. Maybe be a little San Antonio, and just say hold for now. Trust the process. It's so far so good. I love it how you said San Antonio and trust the process. (laughs) Isn't Philadelphia renowned with the process? Yeah, I want want to talk about a process that was successful. Oh, whoops! Not the overprocessed process. (laughs) The overprocessed process. Oh God! Spanish joke from last year. (laughs) Um, number 10, I got the Knicks. We I agree. Had, I, I, we, had, I had them at 11. Okay. We agree again. This is getting very, very, very So spooky. last year... You guys never agree. Last year we did, um, I did the, the greatest analogy in the history of podcasts, which was, which actually turned out to be completely Self-pro- wrong. Self-proclaimed greatest <laughs> yeah. analogy. Well, no one else is proclaiming, no one else is listening. Um, <laughs> which was the uh, Zach Levine, Nick Carter, Justin Timberlake, and it turned out the key to the Bulls was Alex Caruso. We'll, we'll get to the Bulls literally next. Um, but there's an analogy in somewhere about it, 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 it. This team's success, Brunson's going to be exactly what you think he's going to be. 
And he's a great pickup from it. It didn't cost them anything. I think the Knicks are better off for not trading for Donovan Mitchell. I don't think he was the, it was the right place for him. Mm. And what New York would have had to give up to get him? Would have been, yeah. The, the Knicks stole Cam Reddish off the Atlanta Hawks. That was yeah. highway robbery. But this team goes as far as Julius Randle takes them. and That scares me. And it depends on how he is used. Hopefully, the fact they brought Brunson and they've gone through... When was the last... Was Mark Jackson the last decent point guard in New York? This is a team that made the this is the team that made the NBA Finals in nineteen ninety nine with Greg Charles and yeah. the other guy Charlie Ward, yeah, the greatest quarterback in New York when he was playing basketball because he was playing the wrong sport. Um, when was the last time the Knicks had a? I mean, we're not seriously entertaining like the the six weeks of Jeremy Lin. Lin yeah, it's, it's they've never had someone this fundamentally competent. Yeah, we'll see. Brunson, we... with all respects to Brunson's old man, he was yeah. Look, look eight it's, minutes it's, a game backup. Look, I, I like. I'd like to see the chippy version of New York that we had a couple of seasons ago, but I think that was a flash in the pan. That was a stars aligning moment for New York, and and that season we said the pieces don't seem to work together. They've got a bunch of fours and they don't know what to do. I've only got two fours listed on the depth chart. Yeah, it's hilarious, isn't it? Brunson, Barrett, Fournier, Randall, Mitchell Robinson is their starting line, which I think, except for Brunson, is the starting line they had projected for last season. Yeah. They've still got Derek Rose. They've got Cam Reddish, Obi Toppin. Well, they were quickly ahead of um, of Rose in the depth chart. Yeah. Mm. But it's, yeah, once again, I just, there's a, the league is evolving and getting better. Mm. They didn't get better. Do you think do you think that the Mitchell trade was a risk worth taking? No, 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 no. I completely agree with you. I, I, I completely agree with you. I just don't think they've got better to the extent where they need to, where they're going to have an impact. They're not heading upwards. They're staying on a on a on a on a plateau, and the plateau is really low down in the in the standings. Unfortunately, that's not their fault for once. I don't mind them if they get Randall from two years ago. It's just I'd like other teams more. I like nine other teams more in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern yeah. Conference is oh, crazy. This is wrong. the best. I want Randall from two years ago because yeah. I have a collection of Randall cards. You, are, like to yeah. move. <laughs> you built the bandwagon. I love Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, but, I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a world in which, you know, having a, like a conventional point guard who's, you know, like certainly better than average um, at, at least, right? Mm. Like, for instance, at least that, more than that. But having um, and having Randall being able to operate because I think the biggest problem after that season was that people are like, oh okay, and so I looked at what Randall did, and it was you know it was a bit repetitive, um, but if he doesn't have to be the only one that, that's kind of initiating the plays and that sort of stuff, if he's secondary playmaker from the high post or something, um, then the predictability or the limit the, the limits you know like he's good at what he does, but he's the, the, they are limits. Um, then that becomes more effective because it's no longer what they have to go to every time. Mm. So maybe we're not getting 24 or 24 and a half, whatever it was, point per game from Randall um, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and an MVP case. But maybe what we do get is, you know, 20, but with good efficiency and other people are getting more involved and like, you know, I mean, I've got them, I've got them one spot lower than you guys do, but, um, uh, 
you know, I don't think that I don't think they're in bad bad shape. We um, all got the same bottom six. Yeah. Really? I think I think look, I mean I, I like I really like Barrett too. Like we didn't see a lot of him last season, but um you know, I, I like I like RJ Barrett and he's he's made moves, he plays hard, he works hard, he cares. Um and um yeah, I mean I think they're victims of the strengthening league. So all right. Okay. So, so New York will be in the playing game. I've the got the one spot out of it. But yeah. yeah. And who have you got in the playing? Uh, I've got the Magic in the play. You got the Magic in the play. So yeah. Nice. yeah. So we've all got the same bottom six. Yeah. Knicks, Magic, Pistons, Wizards, Pacers, Hornets. Yep. I had a wonderful Hornets joke all lined up like this. Starting like this year was going to be Muggsy Bogues, Kendall Gill, oh Larry Johnson, J.R. Reed, and Alonzo Mourning, and then you know. Right. I got stage fright. <laughs> I've got the Bulls nine. Whoa, that's a difference. I do too. Yeah. Adam, I'm going to ask you this question because, you know, everything has to come back to the 2020 NBA championship team, but I feel like you're the best qualified to actually ask the question. Is the Bulls' most important player, Alex Caruso? He was the Lakers' most important player. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a two teams is the most important player. Like why the Lakers didn't pay Caruso is beyond me. Yeah. That man is a monster in disguise just this it's a pretty good disguise it's a pretty good disguise it's funny though because he always passed the eye test you watch a Laker game when he was playing with them you're just like that guy looks like a basketballer he looks like an NBA basketballer as in you remember how Manu Ginobili was just that unassuming guy actually we'll take it out of the NBA white man can't jump Billy Hoyle shows up (laughs) to ball Right? And it's Alex Caruso with his headband on going, I'm wearing the LeBron headband. I never hit four in a row. <laughs> and he just <laughs> posterizes people, just pesters them worse than Patrick Beverly can. Like, he's a defensive monster and God, he can throw down a good jam. But yeah, he's important. So, he's, Daniel, the question there he's is... He's a glue guy. Is Alex Caruso the poor man's manager only or the homeless man's manager <laughs> <laughs> Well... I mean, he plays better defense than Ginobili. Yeah. So this is um, who the Bulls have got. I say unassumingly good in the Ginobili comparison. They've got the Sunmu. Who? At the moment, what I'm really projected is their starting yeah. point guard ahead of Caruso and Goran Dragic and Lonzo Ball, who's injured. So they've got... Well, it's understandable and, and, why Lonzo's not... And Levine's injured too. Levine's injured right as well. Yeah. Um, DeRozan, Patrick Williams, and Nikola Vucevic. Um, they've got Kobe White, Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr., Andre Drummond. On the bench. So, I guess my thing is, basically, if we think about when the Bulls were really at their best over the last, you know, season or so. Oh, because I was about to think about Jordan. <laughs> no. <laughs> when they were at their recent best, they had an iron curtain on the perimeter defense, right? Lonzo and Caruso were fantastic perimeter defenders, and so it didn't matter that they were so soft in the middle, right? Like, no other players played defense. Um, the other thing uh, is that you know they're, they're effectively they're missing they're missing both of those to some degree. Caruso is not well enough to start, mm. and that's why he's not starting. Yeah. He's not he's not recovered enough yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lonzo has Lonzo's out. Yeah, and that's um, the thing. Like a projection projected. There were a five hundred team once Caruso was out. They are, they were a playing team. Yeah, once he and was in the line. Once the other he play. the other thing is that other teams have kind of when when they have to rely so heavily on Demar, other teams have sold for him. Remember he had that stretch where he was like an MVP candidate and all that sort of stuff. And then people like worked it out. 
Um, and again, you know, like if you had other threats and, you know, there was a bit more balance on the team, it wouldn't matter so much. But yeah. Like he was not able to have the impact later in the season once people had had a chance. That's the thing Caruso does. Is there's not a lot of other guys who are like reliable corner three guys. And he's a really good cutter too. Like he knows yeah. when to cut. Yeah. He's a willing, like a willing cutter. Like he'll work off the ball. Right. He does. He's a glue guy. He does so yeah. many of those things. He's he's he's. I, I want to. I feel like I want to call him an elite role player for the defense, for the mm. you know the stuff he can do to help the team just work on offense. And he's clearly not that guy yet because he's not fully recovered one more controversial question that you can dismiss out of hand but is Andre Drummond more of a winning basketball player than Nikola Vucevic now don't know because that's a call that's yeah yeah, I don't know Bulls traded Vucevic that couple of season before last and in a wide open back end of the Eastern Conference went backwards Mm. um then they added DeRozan and Caruso, and they were very good in the first half of last season. I'm just... Why you mean, why the Vucevic trade keeps looking worse and worse yeah. for the Chicago Bulls, considering they gave up the draft picks and Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, one, one thing, one piece we haven't talked about in terms of defense particularly is... Um, I mean, I haven't honestly seen a lot of him, but everyone talks about Patrick Williams and his ability to be a, like an important defensive player on the front line. But with the current starting lineup, that projects him as the only one, like the only defender in the starting lineup. I think once, you know, they keep they keep Lonzo, they keep Caruso, everyone gets healthy, they get to keep Williams, then they've got three. That's a defense, right? Yep. Um, but I don't think it's happening this season. I mean, I've still got them in the... You and me have still got them in the plan. But I don't, I don't see them getting above that. Mm. Um, but ads, make the case. Well, I, I just think... Look, Levine's not going to be out long. He's only out for a few games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ball's going to be out for the season. Is that right? Am I, am I understanding that right? Or is he out just for the start We're of the season? We're not getting our balls confused. Sorry? No, that's going to be... No. Cut, man. <laughs> yeah, I just said that. <laughs> Smoke mode. Um... <laughs> So, but depending how long Lonzo Ball, I'm actually googling at the moment to see Lonzo Ball's injury. Um, how long he's expected to be out? I like knee surgery isn't an early fix, but it's turning into a bit of a tragedy of a career for that guy. It is. It is. Like he's six to um, eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. All right. So projection of Christmas to be Lonzo. But will he be Lonzo, though? That's the other so, thing. But then, the, all right, so as long as he gets back to being Lonzo by All-Star Weekend, I'm convinced that the, the Bulls actually time their run this year. Because they were clear now. To, to take the joke out of con- or to yeah. in context, they were a bull out of the gate yeah. last year, right? And then everyone worked them out. Yeah. And then things started happening, hmm. right? Like so, injuries, et cetera, et cetera. I think if they... They start low or with lower expectations and build it through the season with the return of Lonzo taking it easy. I think Lonzo gets up to peak performance at the playoffs. And I think as long as Levine stays healthy, I think the Bulls are pretty scary. Because as you said, DeRozan was figured out when there were less options. You put more options on the table with Levine performing. Vucevic is still Vucevic. 
Like, I don't see them being a poor team. I see them being relevant. I mean... They're not taking home court, but I think they're in the playoffs. I feel like I need to restate. The Eastern Conference... This is the... This is comparatively the West Conference. This is the biggest advantage the Eastern Conference has had since the mid-1990s. Yes. And, you know, there's no... You know, these are competitive guys, but there's no shame in being the ninth best team in the Eastern Conference this year. Because... Mm. There's some. There's well, some there is very shame. Good it, it, it's not like, about shame, but if you're if you're not the top six, yeah, I'm you actually have bullish. to play in yeah. bullish on some, oh, other like team. on some other team. Oh, I thought you were going to say on the Bulls. Okay, I'm, I'm bullish on the Bulls. <laughs> yes, you've got them higher than I think either of us have got them because you've got them. Yeah, I've got them ninth. You've got them ninth. I've got them ninth, and yeah. I've got them fifth. And oh, all right. Okay. So, um, there's going to be. I think there's going to be one team for each of us. In the Eastern yeah. Conference, just like I'm on, I'm on this guy, these teams bandwagon. Yes. So for me, it's not the Bulls. For I think for our Bulls. Yeah. And I think it was last year too. I like the Bulls. I did like the Bulls because they got your guy Caruso on there. They're yeah. easy to, when he plays, they're Soft easy to like. For Caruso. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight, I got the Atlanta Hawks. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that when teams disappoint me, when I tr- bump them up, it puts them at eighth. Then I'm going to. You know, be angry at you for a little while. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's, there's a reclamation project coming this year in terms of a team I've spurned for a long time. But, um, I this really have... all goes around. Does the DeJounte Murray thing work with Trey Young? Is it, does it have a deleterious effect on Trey Young? <sighs> Look, I can, I... We can all understand the logic of it, can't we? But it's just like, but you, it has to work on the court. Atlanta's Atlanta have got Young and Murray. They've got DeAndre Hunter who's just re-signed. John Collins, Clint Capella, a Congo who they, you know Capella won the rebounding title last year, and everyone's saying the Hawks might be better if they played a Congo rather than Capella. They've got two holidays, but just not the one you really want, and they've got Bogdan Bogdanovich to come back from injury. So this is all about does the does this work in practice the way the Atlanta Hawks and all of us think it probably should work in theory? I think if it works, I think if it works, we're speaking about a potentially higher seed Atlanta Hawks. I also have them at eighth. Um, but I've compared the way they've built their squad to the way Golden State built from scratch. Mm. I think adding DeJounte is huge. I, I think... They've got their young core. They really haven't sacrificed much yeah. to to add so much in in a in a great guard like Dejounte, who was actually an all star last year. And I just, I hope they do work together. That's my my big thing is I hope they do work together. Dejounte Murray and and Trey Young that is terrifying. They've got. I mean, they're both. You know, again, I, I, I love this two two ball handler lineup thing when it can work and they can kind of share the ball. Trey is a good shooter with long range, right? Love to see what he can do on a uh, do off the ball as well. Um, they become again, they're pretty that they're a bit predictable um, when uh, they don't have a second ball handler. So I'd be curious to see what what they look like with one. And you know, mm-hmm. the other thing is again, like with adding Murray. They can now throw out a lineup that's got, you know, three three defenders and I mean Collins isn't exactly an elite rim protector, but he you know, he does he does get the old block. He's athletic, he's quick, he gets up. Yeah. Um he lets people go past him, sure. But um, you know, like 
Three, with someone who can roam and block shots. Like, that's not a bad defensive lineup. Um, and I do think there's a, you know, there's a chance for it. I'd, I'd like to see how it goes. I've got them. We, we all, we're actually all in agreement, I think. We've all got them eighth. Um, yeah. So, um, I think my biggest dig on, um, knock on the, the Hawks over the last few seasons has been they've got too many guys and in aggregate they're not quite good enough, right? Um, there's some fit issues and not, not enough minutes for to, to play everyone. I thought they needed to make a trade. Um, if anything, they've narrowed things down this season. It's like they feel like they've got eight guys. Having they've a bit more playoff lineup, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, having a bit more focus in role, I think, makes a big difference. And adding a perimeter player who can pass and make plays, who can handle the ball, who can score a bit, um, and who actually plays defense. Like, that's a big difference. And it's come from a very, Hunter, very disciplined system. Hunter and Capella are, are like, really, you really good defenders. Love. Yeah. So, um, I like I mean, I like them. Love, not I like, them. I like them. This, I couldn't put them higher than eight, but I like them. This yeah. is... It's all on trade, though, isn't it? Is it, is it? If this works, the variable is whether Trey Young accepts it. Or whether it's the this first, is the season the, where we see if Trey Young is actually the next Steph Curry or not. But the first time, the first, the first time they they don't, it doesn't work in a game. What is Trey's reaction to it? Is he just like give me the ball, or is he gonna is he gonna be like, yeah, it's fine. We've got to we've got to we've got to get through 20, 30, 40 games. Do they figure before it out? we make a mind up of whether this works or not, rather than just one poor game and then as a time of recording this podcast into an hour already so it's mm. if it isn't working it's not working to the point where they're losing games yet so mm-hmm. um, yeah I, th- I think they're a one question team at the moment I think they made their move yep um, I think it was a good move yeah Murray's sort of everything that you would imagine in the sort of if you were designing the complementary guard to play with Trey Young yeah that's whether Trey Young accepts that or not yep um, well, I think I think he's been in the league long enough now that the maturity is there for him to to and accept. It's the that. thing that separates him from Steph, isn't there? And I mean, Steph's you know again a top twenty player all time, so the comparisons are reason- they're going to always going to be reasonably unfair. I almost call it the Steph era, not the LeBron era. That's yeah. how good Steph Curry is. Um, it's Steph's ability to accept role. Yep, you mean trades. Trace. No, no, as in, that's the difference between the two of them. Oh, right, in, right, yeah, yeah. Steph you know, accepts, yeah. Steph yeah. doesn't have to ask the, you know, Steph could very easily, with his resume, be like, everything goes through me, you know. But then he wouldn't be Steph. That's, yeah, yeah I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. but Steph's one of the great teammates of all time, and that's yeah. part of what makes it. Trey Young is, yeah. you know, whether rightly or wrongly, has his reputation of being a villain in the NBA at the moment. Yeah, don't think. It's a moustache. It's the moustache. It's the villain It's the, villain it's the, villain it's the worst haircut in the league that isn't on the top of Gordon Hayward's head. Yeah. That, that too. <laughs> and, and, and the moustache. And the mo. And the mo. Okay. All right. We Number are, seven, yeah. I've got the Brooklyn Nets. And this is because how could anyone have them anywhere? How do we know what's going to happen with this team of malcontents, you know, fl- literally flat earthers, um, yeah. look there's no rational explanation for if you were playing this on NBA 2K with everyone appropriately and accurately rated for their basketball skills why you would have a team with Kyrie Irving Joe Harris Ben Simmons Kevin Durant and Nicholas Claxton with Seth Curry Patty Mills coming off the bench 
Royce O'Neal, who Utah gave away. Markeith Morris, yep. as I clearly described Markeith last year as the other one. Um, who you think they should be the seventh seed? I've got, Durant, nine. I've got them at nine. You've got them in the play. I've got them one higher. I've yep. got them at six. Yeah. So, I don't know if there's a, actually a lot of point talking about them because we just don't know what's going to happen. And well, Simmons is rusty, but he played a game of basketball. Which, sure. Which one way to describe that would be well, progress. This is this is well, this is where we're at, right? We're yeah. recording late, not because of Ben Simmons, but yeah. it may as well be because there's there were a lot of concerns he would never take the court again. Yeah, I think. What does that look like in the in the regular season? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Kyrie two months ago said, "I don't want to play for Brooklyn ever again." Kevin Durant has said, "I don't want to play for Brooklyn ever again." They're all taking the court. Yeah. There's so much dysfunction in this town right now. Hmm. And there's so much responsibility on Simmons to be the defensive leader of that team. When, yes. You know. He doesn't know how to take a basketball. the leader of anything under any situation. That's not, a, that's not necessarily a knock on him. No, if, but he just if, needs if, to play basketball. If we have to take him in his word yeah. in terms of mental health issues, he's just not in a spot, you know, in a mental place to lead. No. He's barely got back to being in a mental place to do his job. Yeah. And again, that's not a knock at him. That's just a statement of fact. That's where he's at. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's not yeah. much, really, not much as far as where I'm, so I just, can I, go. I think okay. a lot of the analysis at best is just going to be rendered completely obsolete with I, the next event with that happens asterisk. with one of those people. I'm kind of a little amazed that we, we're we relatively closely grouped in where we have them, given how much uncertainty there is around the team. I guess we haven't talked as much about the potential upside here, but, like, you know, well, we, we, we've got them up to, what, three places apart, four places apart, yeah. something like that, mm-hmm. like six to nine. Um, if, the, if, they, if they were all on the same page, pulling in the same direction, that is a, that is a roster that can win an NBA championship yeah. this year. No doubt. Without I'm, a doubt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you've got them out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, Adam. I was pointing. So, out. so with that though, are we are we putting our rankings? And I've thought I just yeah. thought about this now. Yeah, this is I've got them in the play in, but I've got them losing the play in. Okay. Well, I don't do the. I've play-in got them because... in. No, no, no. The way I, I wrote my yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Was I've got the losers of the play in games. Yeah. So that's yeah yeah. Because um, I hate the play in because it renders regular season almost unnecessary. Old man rant. I ran my line between Anyone the that had the old man rant, as I said last year. Anyone that had the old man rant on your on their bingo cards can uh, tick that. Almost of the hour mark. I didn't think that was too bad. Um, but as I said, I just, I just, all of them are good at basketball. Yes, all of them are exceptional at basketball. Irving, Simmons, and Durant are all stars. Durant's won an MVP. Irving played under Drew. Yeah, <laughs> Harris is won a three point comp. On the three and didn't get Irving vaccinated. Hit, Irving hit the most important shot in one of the most incredible NBA Finals victories of all time. Seth Curry took a huge leap last year and then got traded to this dreadful situation as far as he was concerned. Yeah. He was in the perfect situation in Philly. Seth and Paddy will um, be great off the bench. Claxton is underrated. Yes. Um, oh, at some point, they've got TJ Warren back too. Yeah, and they've like, got TJ Warren yeah. who hasn't played in like two years. But Sure. Um, but... Well, as I said, I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily gloss over them. I just we don't know what's going to happen. And he's just been said about them already. We don't know what's. You going know, to the happen. funny thing is, right? One of them wakes up on the wrong they, side of the bed in the morning. Their color scheme is black and white. 
They got <laughs> nothing like that. There is nothing black and white about the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. They are That's great. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, they are the greatest team in the league. Yeah. I want, with my number six, I want to issue a public apology because I was on the bandwagon for so many years and then I hopped off. To the Toronto Raptors, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry for ever doubting you. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you draft, they're going to get better. They're like the, you know, we just saw the AFL grand final button between the two teams that I consider. It doesn't matter who they draft. They're just going to come good. It doesn't matter. It'll be fine. I don't want to play the, oh, we drafted this guy and then they drafted, was it Geelong who drafted them? No, 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 sorry. Was it Sydney who drafted them? It'll be fine. No. So we looked at that Toronto team last year. We thought they're going to blow it up. They're going to, they're going to, they refused to blow it up. They were again, one of the toughest outs in the NBA. They return a starting lineup of Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., OG, Anunobi, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal Siakam at the five, which was revolutionary. Um, is Juancho Hernan Gomez the guy from the Adam Sandler he movie? Is. He is. Yeah. He is. <laughs> that was good fun. That was a good movie. It was good fun. Um, and they've got precious to shoot. They, you know, they're not as deep as they could be. Um, but they definitely, they, they've definitely. Barnes is the rookie of the year, as everyone decided. We're just going to. They're the best not, team in Canada. We're, <laughs> we're not just going to recognize a rookie who's had a really good season, but just like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to give the Raptors for some flowers for how they play, how they didn't bottom out. And this guy played really well in important games, unlike and probably unfairly Cunningham. Yeah. I've got the Raptors higher than you guys. Yeah, so yeah. I actually have them a spot lower in seven. So in, interesting. I've got, I've got them at fifth. Yeah. yeah. So five, six, seven. Where yeah. we're still pretty close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, well, we're about, the reason why you've probably all got them a little higher than this is a team I'm really, really keen on. Who you're I've got ex- super you're excited, up, but you know, as, as opposed to other people. But yeah, I'm sorry, Toronto, for ever doubting you. I you, you time and obviously time again. not. There, there are probably twelve more talented teams. Who, you know, using the NBA 2K analogy like I did before, who would you rather play for a season in in terms of sheer talent in the NBA 2K? The Toronto Raptors is currently constituted of the Washington Wizards. Who would you I, rather play as? Yeah. I'd take the Wizards because it's got Kuzma. But yeah, but I'd also like, take the Bulls because it's got Caruso. Well, I mean, the Bulls have plenty of talent, but I'm just like, there's no 30-point score on this team. There is on the Wizards because... Bill's done that. Mm-hmm. There's no one on this team who has the physical attributes and different, you know, the unicorn that Porzingis is. I, I, would argue, I, would argue, I would argue that Siakam is a, is a unicorn. So I'm An just, undercover unicorn, how's that? Bear in mind, he's playing five now and he probably came in the league as a three. Yeah. So yeah. the league has changed a little so, bit, but you still shouldn't be able to get away with that. But, but you know, the, the thing that impressed me most about Siakam is not the move to five or anything like that, is that he got figured out. And he reinvented himself. And then he... Out, this is yeah. everything we love, and it's because he... It's, part of it has to be because he's in that system. Yeah. It's just like, Pascal, keep your head up. We'll find a way. You found a way the first time to become to come from what was essentially an NBA nobody to an NBA all-star. Don't doubt yourself that the next step is not doable. And what's the worst that can happen is you'll be in exactly the same situation you are now if it doesn't work. Yeah, true. And they did it. And it's just a test. I just love these guys. The Raptors are... Uh, Not as much as Daniel because he's going to be five. But 
Um, yeah. Oh, look, I, I think they're a very they're they're, they're a solid team. Mm. And that's so they'll the beautiful continue thing to outplay and outperform sure. their uh, yeah well, some of their talent. And I you know look with my uh, uh, part of mine is a bet on my higher ranking. Part of that's a bet on kind of player development too. Like I think Siakam was really coming home strongly at late last season. Um, you know, they've got yet another season of continuity. They've got one of the best adjustment coaches in the league in Nick Nurse. Um, and, you know, um, people are saying things about um, Ananobi as well coming into the season. Uh, improved shot, a couple of other things. So, yeah. Improved I mean, name with the dots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dot G dot Ananobi. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's... Um, they give you a lot of fun... Stuff to make fun of in Toronto. No, they don't. They're, they're all business. They're annoyingly competent. Yeah. Annoyingly competent. So, <laughs> so and, and such a positive thing they, to they, say about it. Yeah, team. and look, and they, they play together and play development something they do well. Like Scotty Barnes just came off Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Um, is, he gonna have a, is he going to have that Rookie of the Year hangover? Or is he going to excel as a sophomore? I, I, th- I think he's going to get better. I don't think he had such an, like an amazing uh, Rookie Year that it's like a giant mountaintop to fall down from, I think. And the things that he was good at, you know, like defense being one of them, playmaking, it's like a lot of that's in putting in the work, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like he shot 45% from three and yeah, like that was... He's less unknown this season, so people might have have figured... Well, there is that. That's the the challenge of being rookie of the year, right? But he's also working in a system that doesn't... Like, he's not the center of a heliocentric offense. He's not... You know? I don't think anyone thinks he's going to be the best player from that draft when no. everyone's careers are done. No. But but he might win the most. Yeah, jewelry. Mm-hmm. Never know. Um. Anyway, as a, again, once again, I'm sorry, Toronto. I will never doubt you again. Yours sincerely. All right, number five. I've got the Miami Heat. Down on the yeah, heat or up on the heat? Last year, we talked about the Miami Heat and being it was the last chance. And mm. to be quite frank, they were one Jimmy Butler shot away from a seven-game series against the Golden State Warriors. Yes. Because... There's a team you've got a lot higher than me. The Warriors... Um, the Heat would have turned that into a rugby scrum. In a yeah. way that Boston just weren't able to to do for the last four games of that series. Yep. Miami have a projected starting lineup of Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, who just signed some major coin, Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin, and Bam Adebayo. They've got Duncan Robinson. They've got Victor Oladipo, who is injured. Shock. Um, and Nikola Jovic. Best draft selection <laughs> based on a name I ever. Know. I don't know. They've also got a guy whose name is Haywood Highsmith, which is also an awesome name. And uh, I need to mention again, re-signed again this year, Udonis Haslam. Yeah. Um, He's, what, 60 years in the league now? There's something like that. But they also just, got Duncan why Robinson. waste a 15 spot on someone who's not going to play? They've also got Duncan He's a locker room guy. coming off the bench. They, yeah. Didn't they address this? The other guy, Struce was the discovery last yeah. year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He came from nowhere. So every year there's one of these guys, and I think there's a bit of buzz that's going to be Jovic this year. It's just going to be like, he'll find a way to contribute and Miami will be. They're just... I don't think they can win the championship, to be perfectly honest, because they're not. I don't think they're going to be better than last season unless Hero takes a jump that we're all like, we're not sure that he can take. 
Yep, that's true. But he got paid what he what the market Deser- yeah. deserves. Yeah, no, no problem with the contract. Is they're probably going to have to tra- transition in the next couple of years to a hero at a bayo yep. nucleus. Um, I don't think they win the championship, but they you just cannot sleep on these guys in terms of they want they. I know they only won fifty three games last year, but it was good enough for the best record in the mm. Eastern Conference. That infrastructure, and yeah. don't be surprised if having looked at all their rosters on their shows, you're thinking, hmm, no, they can't do anything. Don't be surprised if they do something. That makes them better. I, I like, damn it! How do they do one. that? How do they get that guy? They're gonna they're gonna make a run again. I actually I have them a little bit higher than you. So do I. Um, slightly. You're slightly. I think I'm a bit slightly above that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm gonna be um, honest. I totally, I've got them in three. I I had them at three. three and, yeah. and another team, and I sort of swapped them because I, I was down on. It's one, interesting I was down that on we. Yeah. So, all right. Now well, I'm not as down on them. For me, the last the last three, you know, Heat, Raptors, Nets. I've got them all in the same order that you do, Andrew. But they're all one rank higher because yeah. there's a team that I know you must have higher than me. Yep. Below them. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I think there's a lot lot to be said about Miami Heat as currently because I'm not trying to just skim over teams. We know what we're going to get. I just think I put them higher because of their coaching. Hmm. I think Spolstra is going to get it done. Yeah, but their best player is the ultimate. In terms of talent versus production, the ultimate I want that guy standing next to me with two minutes to go in a game seven. Yes. Yeah. Butler didn't think twice about taking that shot. Nope. And it would have been huge. I mean, it would have been huge for his legacy if he did that shot. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Miami, yeah. It was open and I was watching it and it was just like, you got to, yeah, he did absolutely the right thing. They were two down. I don't care. He's like, You've got it, yeah. It was a you wide open three, and time. I am the man on that team. And if Lowry comes in healthy and in Miami, like in heat shape, yeah. then they're going to be better too. Yeah, I think that's a pretty. I feel like there's a, a big shit sailing on that. On yeah, on, yeah. On Lowry, Lowry, Lowry. I mean, that's the other problem with the Heat is Lowry and Butler are properly old. Yeah, now Butler's what thirty four, and yeah. Lowry's 36, 37. So, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why they signed Haslam. So although Gabe Vincent got, was really good last season, yeah. So. Yeah. They signed Haslam. They keep Haslam, so they've at least got a trio to take to like South Side over thirty fives on South Road. And <laughs> Apparently, you can make that joke because we're all the same age as Haslam. Yeah. <laughs> Haslam is um, is a locker room guy. Yeah, they're, they're called assistant coaches, but you know, is it cheaper a, to get him for a vet min than a, a soft next, another assistant? Okay. Well, and he gets to step on the court to knock someone out every Correct. once or twice a season. Yeah, I've got the Cleveland Cavaliers at number four. I also have the Cleveland Cavaliers at number four. I've got them. I stewed on this trade. I've got them at seven. For a while. I think it's more the conventional wisdom, but... I... Yeah. I was excited about them last season. The young... The youth they had. Problem. Adding Mitchell just... Yeah. The problem that I have is Garland and Rubio are both injured. But they project to start Garland, Mitchell, Levert, Mobley, and Allen. With Rubio, Okoro, Kevin Love... And Robin Lopez on the bench. That is a that is a that is a everyone fit conference final roster. Yep. They can go all sorts of different ways. They can throw a defensive lineup at you that will just destroy teams. Yep. The question the, the question is, does the Garland Mitchell thing work? 
do well, they do they the do they spin? Do they? If it wasn't, let me put it this way, Daniel. I ask you because you're the one. You're the one who's not as high on Cleveland as both of us. So you've got it. Adam's got him in the four as well. So if it wasn't Karis Levert and it was Michael Bridges in that three spot, mm-hmm. where would you have the Cavaliers? Oh, significantly higher. Yeah. Like, so the a, thing is, Kar- Karis Levert, I think Bill Simmons put it this way, he said, Karis Levert is a player that everyone wants until they get him. Yeah, there's the Bill Simmons mention on the bingo cards, everyone. Yeah. But, I mean, look, I think in terms of, like, um, you know, the that I, I really did like the Mitchell trade, right? I think that he was he's a really good fit, but they it's a small backcourt. And, you know, basically, in order to defend the really good apex predator wings, that they're going to have to move Mobley up to do that. No one else can do it. Mm. Um, and then what's what's so they like don't what's, run it as they don't run it at crunch time five with only one of Garland and Mitchell and Akura. Well, Akura is not. I mean, he's okay, but he's not. He's not on that level either. So you know they're going to need. They're going to need. They, they, you can't. The conventional wisdom is for a defensive crunch five. You can hide one guy, but you can't hide two. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Garland's not. I don't. He's not as bad. He's not a bad defender as Mitchell for, for at position, right? He's small, but he's not as bad a defender. Um, yeah. I think offensively they look great, and I think they've got some great, really, really good defensive players in there. Mobley is maybe a future generational deep boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jared Allen's been a really good defender, and in fact, when they were out, that that had a bigger effect on their team defense than just anything else. Right? Yeah. So, like, I, th- I don't. It's not like a, I think they like talent. I think um, they really need to solve their small forward problem, and I, I I'm not going to believe in uh, Levert until I see it with my mm. own eyes. Because okay, he you know he's someone who on offense he is like you know give me the ball I'll drive it. Yeah, he is a ball stopper. He can't shoot. So on a team where that is kind of allowed, you know, that kind of one on one sort of play is allowed to thrive, which isn't this. Um, and even if it was, it'd be Mitchell you want the ball in the hands of anyway, in that. Like, he's the get-me-a-bucket guy on this team, right? And on just about any team you put him on. He's an offensive um, so, superpower. Yeah, right? so Levert is not, is not someone who's going to um, draw, pull out the defense when he's off the ball. And when he's on the ball, kind of needs to have the right, the, you know, the right uh, scheme against him for that to be effective. Yeah. Um, he's not really a great kick-out guy either. So he's not... He's not who I would be wanting to start at more forward um, for this team. Maybe they're going to trade them, maybe not. Um, and that, I guess, is part of why I've got a problem with it. So, like, I actually quite like some of the people on their bench, you know. Um, I, I like Okoro, not as a... I don't love him as a starter, but mm, as a bench as a role player. player. Kevin Love was maybe, you know, was in serious contention for sixth man of the year last season, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if that is the case again this season. But I just... I couldn't quite get there couldn't quite that get there because they just on a guard and wing they don't have great def- uh, defense and the only way to do it the only way to close that is to you know they, they could really use like a an Alex Caruso <laughs> or something so Adam <laughs> is Donovan yeah. Mitchell a poor defensive player because of skill set or attitude ooh I've got my answer for that <laughs> one's fixable yeah more than the other this is true. He was a great defender in college. Was he? He was known for it. That's what he was drafted for. Okay. So it's an attitude problem. Yeah. But actually, his attitude. I was going to say attitude, but 
Like, but he is. He's no. Everyone knows him as a scoring, uh, as a scoring player, mm. and his scoring prowess is equally good as his defensive history. lack. History. Yeah. yeah, his lack of defensive uh, prowess. Yeah, but I don't know. He's I, he's he's got a really great ape index. He's long. He's athletic. Uh, he could be a great defender, but he isn't. So if he's on a if, he could if, be he's average, in a be- if he's in a yeah. better environment for him, and I'm not saying Utah was a bad environment, I think there were different expectations. I think there were a lot of chemistry issues. Well, every, remember when the pandemic started and we were like, he, one of them's not coming back? And it ended up lasting two and a bit more seasons. Yeah. Between Gobert and Mitchell. They're both gone now, but not because they couldn't play with each other, because Danny Ainge discovered, decided what we'd all arrived, the decision we'd all arrived at 12 months ago is that Utah is currently constituted couldn't win a championship. So. I think this is the best possible place for, for Donovan Mitchell. And I think we will see an improvement in the way he plays defense. Daniel, skills or attitude? Oh, attitude, 100%. Yeah. Then I reckon it's fixable in the right situation. Yeah. So I don't think, I'm not as down on his defense as I think he quit. I think mentally he just wanted to put up points. Yeah. yeah. So, well, because the points are on the resume, right? Yeah. You know, we're not, not blocks. If you're getting 20-something points a game, you're still a very tradable asset. So Yeah, I mean, look, we are talking about the franchise that offloaded Kevin Porter Jr. specifically because they weren't equipped to fix his attitude. So, the Cleveland Cavaliers don't have this... You know, it's hard to make trades for guys who are only getting paid $4 million, and we haven't spoken about this team yet, and it it looks like he's not necessarily in the rotation, but Cleveland could really use the title. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just don't have anything they can send to Philadelphia that will get that trade done. Yeah, exactly. Unless it was like... I hadn't traded with you that in a second. It was like Tybal and Tobias Harris for Kevin Love. Ooh. Who says no there? I think... I actually think... Joel Embiid. Um, GM Joel. <laughs> to number three on my... Because this is the team I had five. Because, let's face it, they've had an interesting off-season. Um, I didn't want to overreact to the opening day games, but then I reacted to this one. Number three is the Boston Celtics. Number three? You have my, you have my number one at number three. Okay, so... Two for me. Marcus Smart, Derek Two. White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. Um, bench. Guys. Who are of note, Robert Williams, who's injured at the moment. Blake Griffin! Who I was really, Point really Blake. encouraged to see when they said, oh, Blake Griffin's ready to sign. They showed the video walking him to the locker room and he was obviously limping. <laughs> and Malcolm Brogdon, who seems to be the... Former like, rookie got, of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. As a, and Blake as well. Um, and Gallinari's injured, but he's also on their roster. So, um, last year, Boston. in this on this podcast, I basically advocated for them breaking up Brown and Tatum and what they did was they traded Schroeder for Derek White moved Marcus they, Smart to the one handed him the keys and everything worked they they were they literally they literally went all in on keeping them together yeah. and got them to the uh, NBA finals now Brown has two years left on his deal and it seems unlikely that Boston would be able to make the figures work to extend him so because there'd be something like that he'd be entitled to a, like a salary doubling yeah so, we've got two more years of this. Yeah. Maybe less if Boston feel like we can't let Brown walk, so we've got to cash in. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. 
not a great year to have your coach suspended for a year because of inappropriate behaviour. What does this do to Boston? Does it is there a point where they sort of start to break, or does it galvanise the group in terms of an us versus them when we were so close? Because it's not a great. Well, is, is, this know, a, is this a, you think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> Boston joke. You know what your problem is? You think you're better than people. <laughs> Most of I you were somewhat conscious for that when we watched that in Adelaide. I, um, think, I think it's galvanising. It's galvanising? That, that would have hurt for you to say. Oh, look. The, they're still I not going to win Boston the title. Is in, is your, it's, your, it's one of your portfolios in this podcast. I, I I have Boston at my number one. Yeah. Um, I think even with the coaching issues, I think this unit knows how to win. And I think this literally galvanised the team. So I have two major concerns with him. So actually, I think Brogdon's a fantastic addition. It like is. He just knows how to Phenomenal. play basketball. Yeah. He and knows his role too. He can't say healthy, but aside from that. Yeah, when like, he's fit, the guy is just a um, wonderful guy to have on your team. Yeah, no, just just amazing, and the fact that you've got the luxury of playing Peyton Pritchard at your third at the third at point guard. Right? Yeah. Mm. Um, so I really like that. Uh, the Robert Williams uh, injury concerns me a lot, actually, because um, yeah. it's not just a one-off injury either. Like he keeps getting hurt. Yeah. And when he's on, they're a different team. Like when they're on, they are a historically great defensive team, and they're not when he's. Do not. you think Phoenix would rather have Robert Williams than DeAndre Ayton because they they'd be like, yeah, yes. you don't have to pay this guy. Yes, I yeah, do. yeah. And when he's on the court, he gives us everything we need. Yeah, Andre, DeAndre gives you more, but you don't necessarily need it. Yeah, but we don't have to pay this. We have to go through the rigmarole so, of paying him twenty-seven million dollars a year and him not talking to the coach for six months. Yeah, yeah, and we give this guy ten. The the other the other concern I've got with Boston is. They were a soft team last season. Like, they were, they lacked toughness in a big way. And the, the guy who brought them the toughness is the guy who they don't have. He's the coach. You may have done yeah. By far the toughest guy on that team. And that that lack of toughness really hurt them at can times. I, can, can I um, just suggest hmm. that the toughness that was instilled by the coach is still there? Draymond's I'm open most, to that possibility, but I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Draymond's most important contribution to that title was his bullying. Yeah, bullying. The bullying, and particularly uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I think so, they know, I think, uh, to be fair, there's two things that need to be able to happen when you're bullied in that situation for you to rectify it so you can yeah. succeed, win, right? Beat the guys who are bullying you. One, you have to recognize that there is a problem. And then two, you actually have to be able to do something about it. I think the Boston Celtics, from what I've heard, they know they were bullied. They're also and they know that like we can't be pushed around like that anymore. Doesn't mean you're not going to get pushed around. It's a different it's the two different kettles of fish. Be like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna cop that anymore. And then when it comes at you to actually be like, yeah, I don't care what happens to me. He's gonna pay for doing that. You ha- you can't bluff. Yeah. Like, there's no hole. There's no. I don't care what yeah, you do to me after back, I yeah. throw that punch. You're copping one on the chin. Well, and yeah, that's exactly. The, that's and the who, missing piece for Boston at the moment. Who's that? Who's that guy? Who's the team? enforcer? Who's who's that guy? They don't yeah. have one. They need a Morris. They need um, a Morris. They need a Morris. They've had both of them, them, haven't they? At some They've stage. Yes, yeah, true. Um, and so you know, I think that's that concerned me. So yeah. like, 
That's fair. I, I think they'll be look. I think they'll be a really good kind of regular season team. I, I wouldn't put them first. The other thing, the other. I was going to say you've got them second. Yeah, second. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that concerns me about them is like even once they had their turn and got really, really good to the point where it's hard to see anyone beating them for that like stretch of the regular season last season. Yep. Mm-hmm. They have never solved the problem of being a really terrible like bottom third crunch time team. They're really, really bad in the clutch. When they were doing well, they did well by not having any clutch time. Late late game was just irrelevant time. And so you combine those things, the you know, the, the questions about toughness maybe they've addressed. The um, you know, whatever disruption comes from like not having the coach, the not consistently having their most important defensive player, and the fact that they don't close games well, I that's why I don't have them first, and it's why I don't have them predicted to win the title either. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Anyway. I've got the Philadelphia 76ers in the two seed, and I every man. part of my being wants to move them down to like the seven. <laughs> so it hasn't I, been I, an encouraging I, first couple of games. So I've got future Andrew's uh, <laughs> perspective here, and I've got them at six. You've got them at six? <laughs> um, okay. Dan's gone the other way. I've also <laughs> the Celtics and the Bucks, who are the other two teams who I've got in the top three. So, yeah. I, you know, let's not overreact, but... We've been through two games and there's already some discussion that Daryl Morey has decided to recreate a team around James Harden and has got... There's just a... Did he not see that movie the first time and that it didn't work, Maxi right? Harden, Harris, Tucker, and Embiid is a championship-winning starting five. It could be. Melton, Milton, Corkmaz, Tybal, House, Niang, Harrell... Okay, maybe we're getting into 2020 Clippers sort of territory. It's like, sometimes you can have too so, many options. So to be clear, in terms of my rankings, I'm purely focusing on regular season record. I don't, I don't think they're going to... I'm not projecting them for amazing playoff success either. But uh, yeah, they're my, they're my, I think they're going to finish with the best record in the Eastern Conference. Fair enough. Um, in the regular season. Yeah. So yeah. Don't believe they're off to a good start with that. They can't win the title <laughs> if James Harden's their best player. It's simple. Yeah. This has to be a Joel Embiid. And, I, you know, I don't think the problem is Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid had the um, epiphany two or three years ago when we were, when we were all in the mm. Ben Simmons cares and Joel Embiid doesn't care enough, which is, it's on record. Mm-hmm. So, when you're right 52%, God, do the thing. Um, the broken clock. Joel Embiid decided three years ago that um, he didn't want to be Patrick Ewing. Right? Fair enough. But if Doc Rivers <laughs> has and Daryl Morey have decided that Philadelphia's best chance of winning is to give James Harden the keys instead of James Harden being Robin to Joel Embiid's Batman, then this is going to end badly for Joel Embiid. And it's going to end the way it's always ended for James Harden. James Harden is not winning a championship as the best player on a team, that that yes. has that 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 opportunity dissolved with Chris Paul's hamstring in 2018. Yep. Yes, you're so, correct. What they need to do in Philadelphia, and if it's moved on from Doc, they need to do it yesterday. None of us thought Doc should have been coaching them in the first place. I thought Doc had done the smart thing and retired from coaching. Yeah. 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 Well. Well. One thing the Philadelphia did that was right by the Lakers is did not clear him to LA because it would have been the same 
problem. Yeah. I can't... Why? I mean... I can't understand why Tybal was stuck on the bench. Good role player. Four Maybe million dollars, three and D guy, long, energetic. Everyone needs to play a role. Has been in big games and performed and produced. He has. And you've got Maxi and Harden as your backcourt. You just. Harris is not a great defender. PJ Tuck is a thousand years old. It's it's um it's wishful thinking in Philadelphia. That's why I've got them rated so low. I just I don't you've think it works. On, you've quit on them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so look, I, I'd done that last year. I think, look, I think that um, a kind of fully healthy Harden is going to be uh, a really valuable regular season player. Um, I'm not extending that for the playoffs. I think um, Joel Embiid has still kind of got that fire in his belly over the last couple of seasons and coming close but not winning uh, MVP. Um, I think um, you know Montrezl Harrell is a really, uh, really good, mostly one way, but a really good backup center. Um, Speaking of the Ewing analogy, though, about Embiid, Embiid's last two seasons are each statistically better than any Patrick Ewing season. Yeah. And Patrick Ewing had a 29 and 11 mm-hmm. in 1990. Yeah. So, um, Tyrese Maxey is, I don't think he's hit his peak yet. I think he's really good. I don't know if we make a leap, but even if he maintains what he was doing kind of late last season, I think that's really good. Um, Tobias Harris is he's a really interesting fit because he's like pretty good, but the stuff he's pretty good at isn't exactly what they need. Um, and I wonder if there's maybe a trade in there somewhere. Um, we've been trying to trade him for three years. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, well, um, well each year as well, he gets closer to it being expiring too. Yeah. In case, but like PJ Tucker, uh, staying as the, well, staying as a starter or staying as a high minute starter. I wouldn't be surprised if Thibault ends up becoming like someone who spots it, you know, everywhere between two and four. Um, and so ends up playing plenty of minutes, even though he's not starting. Um, and yeah, I just think they're going to be a regular season wins machine. Um, and um, you know, people have—I I, I haven't. I'm not super familiar with like um, Melton and Corkmars, but other people like them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, th- I just think they're going to be a really good um, regular season team. And you know, all the people involved, you know, like Maury's been involved. The team's been fantastic in the regular season. Harden, uh, Embiid. Um, Doc has, uh, has had a lot of regular season success as well. I think it all falls down in the playoffs, probably, um, as it has for many of those mm. uh, those guys in the past. But uh, yeah, I don't uh, I don't put that stink on the regular season because it hasn't hasn't played out that it's been a, such a problem in the regular season for them. And also, Harden reported in shape for once. Like you know, he might not he, he's not Houston Harden, and he never will be again. But that playmaking. Which you didn't see so much of when he was uh, when he was in Houston at the center of that mm. offense. You saw it a little bit in Brooklyn. Yeah, he did. The one particular com- season he ended in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's what they need in Philadelphia. That guy. Yeah, healthy. That guy. Yeah, and he's you know he's he looks better. He's lost yeah. weight. Like he's. But the issue is better. maybe he was only that guy because he wasn't healthy. As he was on one leg. So yeah. Just like this is the. Yeah. So yeah, the I'm healthy. Game. I'm James Harden. So the, the I'm gonna all, all of these doubts that I shimmy and brick. Yeah, all of these doubts that I don't think are answered and may, you know, I don't I don't know that they will be in the playoffs. Don't apply to the regular season for me. I don't think they're gonna win the East in terms of like getting through the playoffs. Right. I don't think they're going to be in the finals. That could surprise me, but um, I don't think they've got it. They've got what it would take to get there. But I think they'll be great in the regular season. 
Fair enough. And they'll care more about it than uh, than some of the others too. Winning the easy is winning the East predicting the winner of the East this season is easy. It's Milwaukee. Yeah, they're my number one. This is Giannis is the best player in the world. He's gonna win the MVP this season. They didn't win the championship last year because Chris Middleton got hurt and that was it. And this is they're gonna lay the smack down. This is uh, the my prediction. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, the redeem the the redeem. Bucks tour. in five. Bucks in five. For the yeah. Eastern Conference Finals. No, as in the NBA Finals against generic so, Western Conference opponents. So I agree with a lot of that. I've got I've got the Bucks at three, for again based on regular season record. But I think they're going to win the championship over. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, but so, um, but um, you know, I, I totally agree. I think it's it's got to be close to consensus by now that Giannis is the best player in the world, right? Yeah. Even for even for Lakers fans. So they're probably yeah. no. Look, he's a close second behind Russell Westbrook. That's <laughs> real. Oh, I was going to say Anthony Day to Davis. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. He doesn't play for the Lakers. I know. I know. Now a blossom. Starting five projected to be Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. They got Bobby Portis and Wesley Matthews and George Hill and Javon Carter on the bench. I imagine they've got a trade to. And Joe Ingles when he comes back. He'll be a very nice piece off the bench. What a great kick out player for the. Even if he didn't play a minute. Like Everyone just having him on. in that locker room, he is yeah. so yeah. But every now and then, when he when when Joe comes back, every now and then Drew will just be able to like, we'll just play off the ball for a play and let Ingles true, take true. the ball up, initiate the offense. With He's a very very nice piece to have. They'll make a trade to approve that number that that two spot. Yeah, I I think the biggest now. I agree. Giannis is by far the best player in the world. Yeah, as an individual talent. But I don't think he's the most important thing for Milwaukee this season. Which is what Middleton? Middleton's, Middleton's got yeah, to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and he showed that. Like they got they 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 weren't Milwaukee without yeah. Middleton. Simple. Um, and yes, like he will. This will, this is a Giannis MVP yeah, season never, waiting to happen. Yeah. So. Um, that's probably the briefest we can be about <laughs> your number one. No, it's fine. It I just think it's it's as far as I'm seeing it's straightforward. It's the first in, in any of my predictions when I was writing down my one to fifteen, Milwaukee one East was the first. It was just like that's where they're finishing. They're winning the East, and statement won't season. be tied. Anyone who tries to stand in their way because I think Giannis is like on a mission. I we didn't win last year. I'm. It annoys me no end. Um, All the really great players get there more than once. And he's shown every indication that he's willing to do everything it takes to be the greatest ever. Yep. He might not get there, but he has some physical advantages over a number of the players who have been in the greatest ever conversation. Freakishly so. Yeah, so. And he's being backed up by his brother. Thanasis has got him. Excellent. That came in. That's about a sneaky hour and a half of the Eastern Conference. So the, We're getting the, good at this. The Leaston Conference. Then we're just going to get someone to listen to it. Um, <laughs> if we can't go from the Leaston Conference I'm, to I'm the Leaston Conference. I'm being disrespectful to the wonderful people who are listening. Your two um, New York uh, Knicks fans. Yeah. I know a couple of people go for the Detroit Pistons, so I gave right. them a bit of love. Maybe yeah. people will listen. You never know. Maybe. We should know Magic fans, considering our age, but we don't. Do you know any Magic fans? I know one, but he doesn't really know basketball that well. Like, well, that's why he's a Magic fan. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> anyway, after that low key shade, we'll be back next time with the Western Conference. The where we've Western all, Conference. We've all got dogs in the race. Do we? Yeah. Well, I've been told we don't. The Lakers. The, Lakers. the memes. The, the Lakers being a Minnesota teams. Done it. Former Minnesota teams. Um, and the other ones. And my Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Um, so we'll catch you then on the podcast. This is go- it should go without saying thank you.